Hello and welcome to the Adventures of Paul Temple from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The BBC presents Peter Cook and Marjorie Westbury in Paul Temple and the Conrad Case by Francis Durbridge. Episode 2, Concerning Elliot France. By the way, I suppose there haven't been any letters or messages for Betty since she disappeared? No, nothing. Only a postcard from a shop in Garmisch. She'll be here somewhere. Oh, yeah, there it is, behind that vase. Thank you. What does it say? I forget. Dear madam, your coat, the blue coat, will be ready on Friday the 18th at 4 o'clock. Oh, yes, of course, I remember now. Betty was having a new coat made at Bruner's. Bruno's? Yes, it's the best dress shop in Garmisch. Countess Decker recommended her. She was very thrilled. The Countess gets most of her clothes there. What, in Garmisch? Yes. I thought Countess Decker was an extremely wealthy woman. Oh, she is. Well, surely she'd buy her clothes in Paris or Rome or Munich, even. Well, I'm only repeating what Betty told me. Why are you interested in that card? My husband and I are trying to find out what's happened to Betty Conrad. Even the most ordinary object might be an important clue. Well, I've told you everything I know, Mrs. Temple. I'm sorry not to have been more helpful. You've been very helpful, and I'm most grateful. Tell me, did Betty see a great deal of Mr. France? No, I don't think so. Although, come to think of it, she saw quite a lot of Countess Decker. I see. June, tell me, was Betty very attached to her parents? Well, I suppose I shouldn't say this, but Betty didn't get on too well with her stepmother, and even her father had a lot of time for Betty. He's a pretty busy man. Well, at the moment, he must be a pretty worried man. Because of what's happened to Betty? Yes. Well, if there's anything I can do to help you, Mrs. Temple... I'll remember that. Well, now, I'll take this postcard, if you don't mind. And if Betty turns up, I'll let her know about the coat. Sure. A phone call will fix that. Goodbye, June. I hope your headache will soon be better. It's practically gone now, Mrs. Temple. Goodbye. (laughs) 
I must say, the food's very good here. Mm, it's a very good hotel altogether. I wish Brickshaft would turn up. Do you think he might know something about Brunner's? Br- oh, the dress shop. Yes, it's possible, I suppose. You know, those two postcards, the one we found in Oxted, addressed to Mrs. Conrad, and now this one addressed to Betty Conrad, aren't just a coincidence, Paul. Yes, I agree. You said June Jackson knew that Betty had ordered a coat from Brunner's. No, she didn't exactly say that she knew about the coat. She said she knew that Betty had been to Brunner's and had been recommended to go there by Countess Decker. I see. You know, Paul, I think we made a mistake in coming to Bavaria without first seeing Dr. Conrad. Why do you say that? June seemed to think that things went too happy with the Conrads. Well, Sir Graham saw Dr. Conrad on more than one occasion. He seemed to be perfectly satisfied. Yes, I know, but if Betty had an unhappy home life... Excuse me, sir. Hmm? Herr Breckshart wishes to speak with you. He's uh, waiting in the lounge. He says he'll remain there until you've finished dinner. Oh, thank you, waiter. We'll take our coffee in the lounge, then. Coffee for three, please. Uh, Yes, Mr. Temple. Uh, good evening, Mrs. Temple, Mr. Temple. We rather wondered what had happened to you, Herr Breckshaw. Oh, I have been so busy since I got back, Mrs. Temple. My, my work fell behind when I was in England. Are there any new developments in the Conrad case? Not so far as I'm concerned, I'm afraid. No. You know, I think it might be a good idea if my wife and I went to that hotel you were telling us about, where you found the cocktail sticks. Oh, the Hotel Roima, yes, yes, I agree. It's at Oberammergau. It's just outside the village, on the road from Garmisch. Do you know a dress shop in Garmisch called Brunner's? Why, certainly. A very reputable firm. But uh, why are you interested in Brunner's, Mrs. Temple? My wife found this postcard in Betty Conrad's room at the school. Actually, June Jackson gave it to me. A blue coat, Friday the 18th. You remember the card we found at Oxford addressed to Mrs. Conrad? Oh, I do. I do indeed, Mr. Temple. <laughs> it's a curious coincidence. Is it a coincidence? I saw Mrs. Conrad when I was in London. She, she seems a strange woman. She didn't appear unduly perturbed by the disappearance of her stepdaughter. Perhaps she wasn't perturbed. No. No, no, perhaps she wasn't, Mrs. Temple. But tell me, what do you think of Mrs. Weldon? Well, she was obviously upset when we saw her. Naturally, she's anxious for the reputation of her school. But I doubt if I shall be able to keep this case from the newspapers very much longer. get to sleep. I don't know why. Are you thinking about Betty Conrad? Yes, I am. You know, Paul, I just can't weigh up Breckshaft. How do you mean? Oh, I don't know. Something about him. He's a very worried man, darling. After all, it should be a comparatively easy matter for him to find an English girl in Bavaria. Yes. Look, I want you to do something for me tomorrow. What? I want you to go to that dress shop, Brunner's. Oh, delighted, Mr. Temple. What do I buy myself when I get You don't there? buy yourself anything, darling. No, seriously. This is what I want you to do. I want you to tell everyone in the shop all about the Conrad case. Can I show you something, madam? Oh, oh, oh yes, of course. How did you know I was English? I can always tell, madam. 
I worked in Bond Street for two or three years. Is there anything I can show you? Really? In Bond Street? How extraordinary. It's a small world, isn't it? Uh, yes, madame. How long have you been here at Brunner's in Garmisch? Oh, for three years, I was at our Munich shop. I came here last year. What can I show you, madame? Those lace blouses. I think they're most intriguing. They're right expensive, I suppose. Oh, not so expensive, madame. Just under... Let me see... Just under 12 pounds. Oh, quite reasonable. I adore the colours. I don't know which would suit me best. I think perhaps the beige or that pale chiffon. I'm not really sure. Perhaps I can help, madame. Oh, oh, thank you. All right, Theodore. Yes, madame Klein. Uh, now, madame, uh, the grey one would be perfect match for the skirt you're wearing, uh, if you're going to wear it with that skirt, of course. Well, actually, I thought, um, yes. Yes, it is nice, isn't it? Yes. You know, I believe you're right. Uh, shall I send it, madam, or would you like to take it with you? Oh, well, I mean, I haven't quite made up my mind yet. I, uh, I thought perhaps... Yes, I'll take it. Yes, madam. No, no, on second thoughts, I... <laughs> no, I'll take it with me. Uh, very good, madam. No, I won't. You can send it to the hotel. My husband and I are staying at the Partenkirchen. At the Partenkirchen. And the name? Mrs. Paul Temple. Mrs. Paul Temple? Yes, are you on holiday in Garmisch, Mrs. Temple? Well, not exactly a holiday. My husband's investigating the disappearance of the schoolgirl, you know? The English girl who disappeared from Mrs. Weldon's. Girl who disappeared? Haven't you heard? No. Oh, I thought everyone in Garmisch knew about it. Goodness knows my husband's talked to dozens of people since we got here. In fact, he's never stopped talking. Oh, that reminds me. Somebody told me that the missing girl, um, Betty Conrad, was a customer of yours. Betty Conrad? Yes, I believe she ordered a coat from you, a blue coat. Betty Conrad? I'm afraid I don't recall the name, Mrs. Temple. But wait a moment, I'll look in my day book. Oh, thank you so much. Of course, the girl must be somewhere. I mean, she can't have completely disappeared. Oh, have you found something? Yes, I have. You are ah. quite right, Mrs. Temple. We have a customer called Betty Conrad. And she ordered a coat from you? Yes, she did. A blue coat. It's quite ready, or rather it will be by Friday. We sent her a card to that effect. But you say this girl has disappeared, Mrs. Temple? Yes, completely. That's why my husband is here in Garmisch. He's helping the police. <laughs> Unofficially, of course. A man called Breckshaft consulted Scotland Yard, and they decided... Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Perhaps I shouldn't have told you that. Oh, that's all right, Mrs. Temple. The parcel for madame. Mrs. Temple wishes it to be sent to the parking kirchen. No, 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 no. No, it's ready. I'll take it with me. It's only a small parcel. Thank you. Thank you, madame. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> madame, the blouse was 150 Deutschmarks, madame. Oh. Oh, oh yes, of course. <laughs> How stupid yes. of me. How very stupid. <laughs> yes, madame. I gather you didn't take to Madame Klein. No, I didn't. Anyway, I did what you wanted, Paul, and I bought myself a very nice blouse. <laughs> uh, hey, where are we going? This isn't the road to Oberammergau. Oh, good Lord, I almost forgot. Elliot Franz telephoned me soon after you left. Oh? Mm, he wants to see me. That's where we're going, darling, to Scheibenstein, Countess Decker's place. What does Franz like? Uh, on the phone, I mean. Oh, smooth, sympathetic, apparently concerned about Betty Conrad. Much as I expected. You don't sound very enthusiastic. I'm reserving judgment on Mr. Franz until we've met. This isn't a very good road, is it? No, it isn't. It's surprisingly bad for Bavaria. And it's not very wide, either. Hello, somebody's in a hurry. It's a sports car. It's an enormous thing. 
He's trying to pass you. He can't. There's a railway arch ahead. Pull over, Paul! Steve, are you all right? Oh, yes. I'm a bit shaken, that's all. Another ten yards and we'd have been into that wall. Oh. Well, come on, I think we can get out this side. Oh. oh, gosh. Did you Ooh. get a look at the driver? He was wearing a white crash helmet and sunglasses. Could it have been planned? I mean, who knew that we were going to be here this morning? Elliot France, for one. Surely you don't I think... don't think anything at the moment, darling. We mustn't jump to conclusions. Oh. What about the car? Well, I think it'll probably be all right, unless something's got jammed. The question is, how do we get it out of the ditch? We'll never do it without some help. I wonder if there's a telephone box around here. Oh, Paul, there's a car coming. Oh, I'll try and stop him. Hope you can make him understand. Oh, he'll understand all right when he sees the car. Now, guten Tag. Yes, to me a light hour. Good afternoon, Mr. Temple. Oh, <laughs> you're English. Yes, that's right. My name's Dennis Harper. I expect you're Mrs. Temple. Yes. Well, how did you recognize us? Well, I've just been reading a German edition of the Tyler Mystery, Mr. Temple. There's a large photograph of you on the back of the jacket. <laughs> well, you certainly have a good memory, Mr. Harper. Well, actually, I knew you were in garbage. Did a cream sports car pass you just now? Well, no. But then the road forks about half a mile from here. What happened? Sports car forced us into the ditch. But he intended to force us into the railway arch. Good Lord. I say, who was this customer? They're usually pretty good drivers over here, you know. Mm, we don't know who it was. We only just caught a glimpse of him. However, there's no great damage done if we can get the car out of this ditch. Oh, we'll soon fix that. I've got a rope in the boot of my car. Oh, oh good. Marvelous. Just hold on, I'll fetch it. Look, I should sit down, darling. This is going to take some time. Yes, I've got to. comes. Steady now. Steady. That's all right. All clear, Harper. Oh, jolly good, chair. We're really most grateful to you, Harper. No, oh, not at all. Only too glad to help. As a matter of fact, I was coming to see you anyway after I'd finished my business in Garmish. You were? Yes, I... I wanted to talk to you about Betty Conrad. Betty Conrad? Why, of course. You're the young man who works in the bank at Munich. Mm, yes, that's right. The Anglo-Continental Bank. I'm on my way to our branch at Garmisch now. But how did you know I was at Garmisch? Well, I've been questioned a lot by the Munich police since I got back from my holidays. During one of the sessions, Breckshaft came in and spoke to the officer who was questioning me. I gathered that he'd just come back from England and brought you with him, Mr. Temple. I see. Were you a great friend of Betty Conrad's, Mr. Harper? Well, I don't know whether you call us great friends exactly. Where did you meet? At the Queen's Club Ice Rink about six months ago. Uh, that was before I was posted to Munich, of course. Hmm. Do you like working in Germany? Oh, rather... We can go back for anything. I don't mind telling you I had to pull a few strings to get here in the first place. But what about this Conrad case, Mr. Harper? Hasn't it worried you at all? Well, I haven't exactly liked all these confounded questions the police have been asking me, if that's what you mean, Mrs. Temple. No, I mean, aren't you worried at all at the thought that Betty's completely disappeared? Well, of course, it's going to be jolly awkward if she doesn't show up. If she's involved in any sort of crime and I'm associated with her, however innocently... Well, you know how banks are about these things. I'm afraid our knowledge of banks is confined to the customer side of the counter. Yes, well, banks are still pretty old-fashioned, you know. They don't like their staff being questioned by the police. Well, I'm afraid in a case of this kind, the police have very little alternative. But you said you intended to visit me in Garmish. Why? Well, I was going to ask you to speak to this brackshaft person and assure him I knew nothing at all about this business. 
Naturally, I don't want to be mixed up in anything, and, and anyhow, I'm sure Betty's all right. I'm sure there's a perfectly simple explanation of all this. How often did you see Betty? Oh, once a month at the outside. Did you ever take her to the Hotel Roymer, Doberamaga? No. No, we only went to Oberamaga once, and that was many months ago. We didn't stay long because the village was crowded. Betty wasn't supposed to go there, you know, it was out of bounds. Yes, I know. Harper, tell me, did Mrs. Weldon ever question you about... Oh. Yeah, Steve, are you all right? Mrs. Temple. I, I feel a little faint. It's all right, darling. I've got it's you. It's delayed shock, I should imagine. Yes. Oh, it, it's all right. There's nothing to worry about. But... Steve, oh. I think you should go back to the hotel and lie down for a little while. There's no point in coming with me, darling. Well, why not come back to Garmish with me, Mrs. Temple? I can drop you at your hotel. Um, which one is it, sir? The Parton Kirchner? Yes. I should do that, darling, if I were you. Yes. All right, Paul. Good. Don't forget your parcel, darling. Here you are. Oh, I'll take it, thank Mrs. Temple. Oh, thank you. Now, you're sure you'll be all right, yes, Steve? Yes, oh, I'll I'm take good right. care of her, sir. Or perhaps you'll dine with us this evening, Harper. Um, well, I'd like to, but it may be a little difficult. Oh, well, drop into the hotel for a drink. Any time during the evening. Oh, that's very kind of you. I'll, um, I'll phone you later, if I may. Yes, of course. <laughs> Why should anyone wish to impersonate me? I've no idea, Mr. France, but the gentleman in question certainly paid for his impersonation. He certainly did, if, as you say, he was murdered. He was murdered, all right. But who was this man who impersonated me? We don't know. Yet. Do you think the murderer was under the impression that it was actually me whom he murdered? No, somehow I don't think so. We, all of us feel like murdering somebody at some time or other. Perhaps someone felt that way about me. Still, I find this considerably less disturbing than those continual visits from the police. If I've told them once, I've told them 20 times that I didn't invite this girl to tea. But you can't blame the police. They've established that she was seen getting off the bus at the entrance to this estate. And her friend, June Jackson, says that Betty told her that you did invite her to tea. Why on earth should I invite a schoolgirl to have tea with me? Betty Conrad wasn't exactly a schoolgirl. She was 18 and very attractive. Was 18? Why do you use the past tense? Oh, I, I didn't mean it that way. I merely... Mr. Franz... You haven't told me why you wanted to see me. If you've told the police everything you know, why should you send for me? There's something I haven't told the police. Oh, I beg your pardon, Elliot. I didn't know you had someone with you. Oh, that's all right, Elsa. Uh, come in, my dear. May I introduce Mr. Temple, Countess Decker? How do you do? I expect you heard of Mr. Temple, Elsa. Yes, indeed. I heard that you were in Garmish, Mr. Temple. Are you going to solve all our problems for us? I shall do my best. I can't understand why an Englishman is expected to find this girl when the entire Bavarian police force has failed. The missing girl happens to be English, and I know something of her background. And I'm working in cooperation with the Munich police. It was at their invitation that I came here. Yes. Of course, I realize that. Forgive me if I sounded a little... a little abrupt. This business is so irritating. So many questions are being asked. So many unnecessary questions. It's perfectly obvious what's happened. The girl got tired of the school and just decided to disappear. Yes, but where did she disappear to, Countess? That's for you to find out, Mr. Temple. Elliot, I thought we'd have tea on the lawn since it's such a lovely afternoon. Yes, of course, Elsa. You'll join us, of course, Mr. Temple. Thank you. Mr. Francis, just one question I'd like to ask you. Forgive me if it sounds a little impertinent. 
If it's about Betty Conrad, go ahead. Would you say that she was infatuated with you? Good heavens, oh, no. Of course she was infatuated with you, Elliot. All of the girls at Weldon's are. Oh, that's absurd. Why should they be infatuated with a middle-aged novelist? Because you are good-looking, and you write the sort of books that schoolgirls shouldn't read. <laughs> Thank you, Countess. You've answered my question. <laughs> now, shall we have tea? Or are there any more questions, Mr. Temple? Just one. Did you recommend Brunner's to Betty Conrad? Brunner's? Hmm, the dress shop in Garmisch. Why, no. I don't think so. Why do you ask? I wondered, that's all. Let's have tea, Elsa. I hope you haven't got the wrong impression of Elsa, Mr. Temple. She's not usually a difficult person. Oh, I didn't think she was difficult this afternoon. A little worried, perhaps, but under the circumstances, that's only natural. Yes, this Conrad business has worried her quite a bit, you know. More than she admits. You see, she's friendly with quite a lot of the world and girls. They come to tea and listen to Elsa laying down the law about clothes and politics and cost of living and that sort of thing. Hmm. How long have you known her? Elsa? Oh, donkey years. We're very old friends. I say, is this your car? Yes. My word, you did have a smash-up, didn't you? Is Mrs. Temple all right? She was rather badly shaken. That's why she went back to the hotel. Yes, I can well believe it. Mr. France, before we had tea, before we were interrupted, you said there was something you wanted to tell me. Yes. Well, what was it? Once, a long time ago, I met Betty Conrad's father in Harley Street. You mean you consulted him? Yes, He's a psychiatrist, you know. Yes, I know that. Well, go on. Well, I just wanted to ask you, are professional men like Dr. Conrad bound by an oath of secrecy? Well, what do you mean? I mean, would Dr. Conrad discuss his patients with anyone, for instance? Oh, I very much doubt it. Not even with the police? I think that would rather depend on the circumstances. And the patient? Yes, and the patient. Well, thank you, Mr. Temple. It's been very nice meeting you. I... Hope I shall have the pleasure again. Mr. France, why did you consult Dr. Conrad? I was very ill at the time. Very ill. Good afternoon, Mr. Temple. Good afternoon, madam, I keep, please. Uh, Mrs. Temple's upstairs, sir. She went up about half an hour ago. Oh, thank you. This note came for you by messenger, Mr. Temple. Oh, thank you. Uh, when did this arrive? Just after lunch, sir. Oh, I see. Well, in future, it's perfectly all right to give my wife any letters that are addressed to me. Very good, Mr. Temple. Thank you, sir. Oh, hello, Paul. How are you, Steve? You feeling any better? Yes, I feel fine. Dennis Harper brought me back to the hotel. I had a rest for an hour or so. Did you find out anything about Mr. Harper? What do you mean? <laughs> Darling, I know you were pretty badly shaken, but you weren't that bad. <laughs> you don't think you took me in with that corny fainting hat? <laughs> well, I had a hunch about Dennis Harper. I know, that good old intuition. You can laugh, but it's paid off anyway. What do you mean? Well, after I'd had a sleep, I felt so much better, I decided to go out to tea. I found a wonderful little cafe just off the main street bristling with period bits and pieces and the most wonderful pastries you've ever seen. I thought you were supposed to be on a diet. Well, I mean, apart from that, <laughs> I just got myself nicely settled in a corner with two of the largest meringues and in walked 
Dennis Harper. Well, what's extraordinary about that, if it was tea time? Mr. Harper wasn't alone, darling. Oh. You remember the woman that I told you about at Brunner's, the dress shop? Madame Klein? Mm. Well, Mr. Harper and Madame Klein had tea together. And it wasn't the first time they've had tea together either, if you ask me. Ah, this interests me, Steve. Yes. And I'll tell you something that will interest you now. Yes. Apparently, Elliot France was once a patient of Dr. Conrad's. He was? Mm-hmm. Did he tell you that himself? Yes. Incidentally, I've had a note from Dr. Conrad. He's in Garmish. He's calling around to see me this evening. Is he? What do you mean, is he? Sound very mysterious. Paul, what does Dr. Conrad look like? Well, I've never actually seen him, but judging from his photographs, he's a dapper little man with a grey beard. And glasses? Rimless glasses? Yes, I think so. He was in the cafe. With Harper? No, he was at the cash desk just as I walked in. I must have seen the photograph of him somewhere myself, because, you know how it is, I recognised him without actually knowing who it was. Was anyone with him? No, he was alone. Hmm. Hello? Here, Temple? Yes? The reception desk here, sir. Dr. Conrad is asking for you. Oh, thank you. I'll be right down. Who is it, darling? It's Conrad. I shan't be long, darling. All right. Will you take the key? I shall probably have a bath. Believe me, Mr. Temple, I'd have been here several days ago, but it's extremely difficult for me to leave my patients for any length of time. I should have thought that this matter would have taken priority over even your patients, Dr. Conrad. We don't understand. Some of them are very ill. Was Mr. France very ill? You know about Mr. France. You know that he consulted me? Yes. Who told you? He told me himself. Did he tell you what was wrong with him? No. And I'm not going to ask you to divulge professional confidences, Dr. Conrad. I've told Sir Graham. I suppose there's no reason why I shouldn't tell you. Elliot France was a pretty bad psychopathic case. He had obsessional tendencies. Obsessional tendencies? Yes. Particularly with regard to young women. I'm afraid I don't quite follow you, Doctor. Once, a long time ago, France tried to murder someone... A young girl, a complete stranger to him. I'd rather not say any more about it, Mr. Temple. And you were able to help him? Yes, I was able to help him. He was extremely grateful, I'll say that for him. So grateful, in fact, that he gave me this cigarette case. Mm, quite touchingly inscribed. In memory of a successful cure. Yes, in memory of a successful cure. What's worrying you, Dr. Conrad? You know perfectly well what's worrying me. Was he really cured? Did you see Dr. Conrad? Yes. How long is he staying here? I don't know. Not very long, I think. Has he seen Brickshaw? Yes, he saw him in London. Steve, what's this parcel on the bed? Parcel? Hmm. Oh, it's a blouse I bought this morning. You can unwrap it for me, if you like. Did you tell Conrad you knew about France? Yes. What did he say? He was pretty frank with me. What's that you've got in your hand? What does it look like? It looks like one of those cocktail sticks. It is, I can see the head, the Alsatian. Yes. Where on earth did you find that, Paul? It was in the parcel, with the blouse. In the second episode of the Francis Durbridge serial, Paul Temple and the Conrad Case, you heard Peter Cook as Paul Temple and Marjorie Westbury as Steve. 
with Dorothy Holmes Gore as Madame Klein, John Brining as Dennis Harper, and James Thomason as Elliot France. Other parts were played by members of the BBC Drama Repertory Company with production by Martin C. Webster. <laughs>